Kia ora team and welcome to the Beyond the Surface podcast, a platform to dive deep into the minds of incredible Kiwis who have a story worth sharing. My name's Noel Woolof and on today's episode, I had the pleasure of sitting down with one of my closest mates, Corin Braddock. Trust me, you'll want to remember the name. Corin is one of New Zealand's most talented young mixed martial artists, recently making it to the semi-finals in New Zealand's most prestigious and notorious combat sporting event, the eight-man King of the Ring. To reach the level that Corin is competing in doesn't just happen overnight. This guy is one of the hardest workers that I know. It takes literal blood, sweat and tears, early mornings and pushing your body to the absolute limit to reach the pinnacle of combat sports in New Zealand. I can't wait to see Corin eventually reach the UFC and inspire thousands around New Zealand and if not the globe. Welcome to episode number 9. Pretty interesting things happened to me in the last... 24 hours so what happened first was i was in Radahi for the weekend just the weekend away with the um with the missus and yeah. such and i come home and my back window was smashed unfortunately yeah classic we took her van up so i don't know why i rolled my eyes just then but oh it was yeah was, so we took her van and then my car was just sitting at home yeah and then um yeah i come home i was about to go do some laundry and then so they pulled out they smashed the back of my car um, my window and then they pulled out the what's underneath the wheel yeah so they try to like hot wire and stuff like oh, that fuck. and then so that bit was in in my passenger side and i was like oh what the heck like the lights were off and i was like oh what the heck is that and i was like looking and i turned the lights on lights weren't flickering on so the lights were like my top lights were off yeah and i was like oh what the heck is this no way <laughs> and then like i kind of spotted the window behind me and um yeah my window was broken they was that the one last night yep so this is last night and then I was like, oh, whoa, okay. So I cleaned that up and then I went to the laundromat to do my laundry. And, <laughs> and I was just, I was feeling a bit down. So I got some Krispy Kreme to cheer kinda, it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was feeling a bit down. So I was like, oh, screw it. Why not? I was eating my Krispy Kreme, just minding my own damn business mm-hmm. as you do. As you do, as yeah. a person on the Kapiti Coast. <laughs> yeah. And then unfortunately, someone backed into me. So ah, yeah, yeah, you have the double whammy, a, bro. Yeah, it was a bit of a double whammy. But yeah, what do you do? Damn, did they steal anything from your car? They're yeah, trying nah, to steal they actually it. didn't. So there was like heaps of, there was actually heaps of stuff in my car, which I'm actually pretty amazed. Like there was yeah. like a massage gun in my car and gloves oh, and some other tools and stuff from work. So I'm actually pretty surprised they didn't, um, they didn't steal anything. So I guess it was just one of those things. They were, they were keen on a joyride, but uh, Bro. there wasn't much joy in it. Yeah, bro, so. that sucks. That mm. sucks. But you made it here. I made and, it here. Um, I made bro, it here. The fresh. car still works. The car still works. Mean, yeah, yeah. mean. And Fresh off uh, King of the Ring. So yeah, how, how many weeks less. ago was that, bro? Was it I think we're coming up four now. Coming four up four. Ago. Yeah, bro, yeah, yeah. Just so fucking proud of you, eh? Yeah. Oh, like, Noah. Having, having all of the boys around at the yep. flat, watching yes. you on TV and oh, HD. Yeah, 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 you, yeah, yeah. Dude, it mm-hmm. was... Uh, you, you know when you see, see your boys, your brothers, your friends achieve mm. shit, it just fills you up with your mm. own motivation mm. um and dude, we were all just jumping for oh, joy eh? just f- fully behind you but do yeah. do you want to speak on on what that on what that competition meant for you bro yes yeah so for those uh for those that don't know king of the ring uh king of the ring is new zealand's own special eight-man little tournament uh, no one else in the world well obviously you had k1 but no one else in the world does it right now where they have you essentially fight three fights in one night but you fight three times in one night and against not just anyone, it's the best eight of the, eight of the best of yeah. the country. Yeah. So just being a part of it and being able to say that I was able to compete in 
against the best, mm. you know, and maybe even potentially being one of the best now. So mm. it's a it's a pretty humbling experience just to, yeah. And it's more the coverage that it got and the after. And now everyone's kind of like, you know, every, even like just random places that I go, everyone's like, whoa, dude, like, mm. I, know, I actually know who you are. It's like, whoa, that's a buzzy one. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Even when we were at Mardi Gras the other week, um, yeah, as you, yeah, we were having some fun there. And like people <laughs> were coming up to me then. And I was like, oh, what the, what the fuck? Like, yeah, this is buzzy ass. So it's nice to just um, know that I guess I can have that impa- impact mm. on people. And it's just one of those stepping stones of, yeah, like if you want to be a professional combat sports athlete, especially in New Zealand, you kind of have to tick off that King of the Ring, yeah, that t- King of the Ring tournament and yeah. win those free fights. And even though I got to the semifinals and – it didn't maybe necessarily go my way on the night. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, and we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mate, your, sure. your first fight, quarterfinals, mm, yes. you're matched up with Oscar, mm-hmm. who is picked to be, you know, the favorite for the yes. whole competition. Yeah. We, I saw the draw, well, I was just like, fuck. Obviously still having full cheers to the space. Cheers cheers to the space. Yeah. We're drinking some summer ultra low carb on yep. a Monday. Be on the surface. Um, space mates, come on. <laughs> jump Sponsors. on board. Sponsors. Um, and yeah, I remember seeing that you're matched up with Oscar, like still full faith, you'd fuck him up. Mm. But being like, yes. oh man, this could be an yes. absolute war. Mm-hmm. Do you want to mm-hmm. speak through that first fight, bro? So, and what were you thinking when you got yeah, matched with Oscar first? Interesting. Yeah. So uh, in my head, in my head, it went exactly how I thought it was going to go. The whole night, the whole night went exactly how I thought it was going to go how I thought it was going to go. I knew I was going to get Oscar first and I knew I was going to get Mike Cubby second. Really? Straight up. Really? Straight up. Straight up. I obviously wanted like someone else. I didn't necessarily, you always kind of want the easiest path, but in my head, what I visualized in my head, I always thought I was going to get Oscar first and then I was going to get Mike Cubby second. I just, I just had a feeling that that was going to happen, you know? So for me, when, uh, so we had the weigh-ins, which was, um, the Friday night and, they, yeah, you draw names out of the hats. Mm-hmm. and So Kiwi, eh? Yeah. Pretty sophisticated. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, we drew. Uh, so there was four of us that drew names from the hats, and I was one of the people that drew. And, yeah, I drew the favorite. I drew Oscar Rimihana, and he's uh, – Rimihana, rather. And he's, um, he's on that pedestal. The hype was around him because he is that guy. He's killed everyone, you know. He's – his record's something crazy like mm. 30 wins and 7 losses or something like looks that looks like, like a scary motherfucker yeah, too yeah and yeah. he's a bad man like he's a bad man for a reason like it's because he's killed everyone mm. so and he was supposed to roll everyone you know he was supposed to roll through the division and that was kind of his next step into that world scene so when I drew Oscar I knew it was meant to be I was like this is yeah this is exactly how I thought the plan was going to be so at first I was like oh shit you know like it's, it's, this is happening. This is real. I'm, I'm in it now. And then we kind of faced off and I was like, yeah. So, and then on the day, I kind of, I was, I was a little bit nervous when I woke up just because, yeah, you, mm. you're going against, you know, the best in the country. And yeah, biggest fight show in the country. Yeah, yeah. This is my biggest fight to date. Yeah. So for me, it was, I woke up, I was feeling a bit nervous. And I was like, man, well, this is real. Like this is actually going to be happening tonight. So. I had a bit of a stretch. I had a feed, like I had breakfast and then I had a second breakfast. And then after that, I kind of calmed down the, the, the tension eased a little bit. And I was, I started to focus in and zero in, and I understood what I was there to do. Yeah. And that was probably, you know, all before 10 AM. So, mm. and then through there, like the day kind of rolled past, we got to the venue and I was just so zoned in. I've never, once we started warming up, 
I've, I've never felt that zone in my life. And it was such a, such an amazing feeling, like just being like where everything, you're just completely zoned in, into your own breath into your, into fully in the moment, you know, and I've never really experienced it to that extent before. Mm. What are you telling yourself during those moments? <laughs> it's a hard one because obviously your mind's what in my mind, it's always saying something, you know, something is always being said, but I felt, in myself that I was everything. I was just so zeroed in. I was so focused in the warm up and yeah, going to the venue and the warm up. I was just so zeroed in and ready to go. I was ready to go, you know? So yeah, it's, it's, it's a hard one to explain just mm. because you, you don't really know that feeling unless you've experienced yeah. it before. Yeah. So you just felt on. Yes. Yeah. I just felt on. Yeah. Yeah. Did the fight play out the way that you thought it would? Mm, more or less I thought he was going to be a lot stronger yeah yeah and then once we kind of we got through that first round and then you could definitely argue that, well yeah we thought that he won that round the first round and I thought he was going to be a lot stronger just because he's knocked out everyone you know with with his arsenal mm. he's killed everyone so mm. I thought he was definitely going to be a lot stronger but he yeah like I think it pretty much did play out exactly how I thought it was going to. I knew it was going to go the distance. I knew that he was going to come out hard in that first round and mm. then kind of ease off in that second and third, and that's pretty much mm. exactly what happened. So yeah, and you're such a fast starter. Mm. Do you do you feel that as well? Does it because for some fighters it takes them a while to get going. They might yeah. need to get a few yeah. jabs to the face or something. Yeah, exactly. Kicks, but mate, bit of a wake up. Yeah, bro, yeah a bit yeah. of a wake up. But you're you're straight into it. It looked like you were using. You know, a lot of combos, mm, finishing with yep. the leg kicks, yep. a lot of rips to the body. Um, how did that all play out for you? I was just having some fun. Yeah. <laughs> I was just having fun. Yeah, you don't, you kind of like, obviously you kind of want to take, especially in that kind of eight-man tournament, you just want to, you want it round by round, right? You can't mm. really think about what's next. You, you It's just solely on that one round. And to be honest, once we got, we kind of got through that first, and then second and third, I was just having fun. Like yeah. I was just having so much fun. It was awesome just being able to be on TV, like be able to show what I'm capable of on to the to the nation, really. Yeah. You know, and so it, I was just having some fun. Yeah, Mate, I love the uh, post fight interview as well. Yeah. Like one of the funniest things with King of the Ring is listening to all of the other yeah. fighters. Like, dude, <laughs> they need some fucking coaching, bro. They need some coaching. It's like, it is so yeah. bad and cringe yeah. to listen to sometimes, mm -hmm. but like, it's mm -hmm. it's so fucking funny. But did you, like, surely that was pre-planned, what you bit. said? A little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because, yeah, obviously the coast does the most, so it's got to be ripped somewhere, one way or another, you know, and someone has to do it. And on that night, it was me ripping the coast. Yeah. Bro, unreal, unreal. Mm -hmm. Um. So you got you got through Oscar and mm -hmm. then you had your you had your next fight in the semifinals. Yes. Didn't go yes. the way you Didn't probably go the wanted way to we go. planned. Yeah. So that guy's got that, heavy hands, yeah, man. Yeah. Heavy hands. He's a bad man. Sorry, bro. You're good. Keep he's going. a bad man. Mike Cuppy, you know, he's he's a veteran of the sport, really. He's been around not just King of the Ring, but in, you know, K one kickboxing, Muay Thai. He's been around for years. Way longer than I've been around, mm. you know, and he's twice my age and twice the experience. So yeah. And I love the guy. He's such an awesome dude, real Cool, chill as cool as you know like cool-headed so it was just um 
one of those high risk, high rewards ones where he just kind of threw out the hand and then my temple just happened to be right <laughs> in the spot where I need to be and I got knocked the fuck out. But it wasn't very, very long, so it was all good. For yeah. for those, and like I'm someone who I've never been knocked out before. Mm -hmm. And um, what what is it like getting sent to the shadow realm? Yeah, bro? the what? shadow realm. Well, I wasn't there for very long. No. I was probably there for like maybe not even 10 seconds or so. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, yeah, it was pretty interesting because that was my first time ever getting knocked out. Like, right. Yeah. In jujitsu, I've been put to sleep like you know countless times. You go to the dream state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit of a dream state. Have you been put to sleep? In nah, close. Yet? My yeah. um, my feet got real tingly. Yeah, yeah. Like and almost like vertigo. Yeah. And yep. then um, it was with the with the gi. Yes. Um, yeah, it's just like a slow burner. Yeah, 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 bro. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a buzzy one, like going fully going out, but um, especially going to sleep, like. You, it literally just feels like you're going to sleep. It's real weird. Yeah. It's real weird. And then like, you wake up and you're like, whoa, what the frick just happened? That's me. Let's do it again. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, bro. It's kind of like much. at school where you used to, um, you know, everyone used to pass out. Yeah. That was like how you'd yes, like, exactly. pass time yeah, back yeah, in the day. Yeah. You'd like get the something to push against your yeah, chest yeah, yeah, and hyperventilate. Yeah, yeah. And then you'd just like end up on the ground <laughs> and they'll be like, whoa, you're right. And it's like, yeah, that was amazing. Let's, Let's do it again. Yeah, so it's exactly the same feeling. And then with like the initial getting knocked out was fine like i was fine i was sweet as i was in high spirits like yeah. it was all good i like i understood what happened i was good yeah but the concussion mm. and still dealing with the concussion it's been mm. pretty buzzy like just because i've never had a proper concussion before and just the symptoms of having a concussion has been pretty interesting just in terms of um like the mood swings and yeah not much like i be i i like the first week i was muddling up my words quite well shit but um yeah now it's more just the mood swings, which have been pretty interesting. Like, yeah, it's been real interesting actually. So a bit of like bi bipolar yeah, stuff. Yeah, pretty bipolar. Yeah. Pretty bipolar. Like, um, yeah, just highs and lows. Yeah. With fighting, this is what I wanted to ask you about. Mm -hmm. Like, it's that's you expressing your truest form of self, mm -hmm. and not many people can connect to that level of like you know primal ability yeah. where you know mm -hmm. you are dialed in. Like mm -hmm. what you were saying mm -hmm. earlier. Like yep. you are. You are like Corin and its total yeah. being when you're expressing mm. yourself through this martial arts. Yes. And so many people working office jobs on the nine to five. Yep. They don't have either that hobby or that interest to mm. actually, I believe, really know who they are. Yes. And you could see yourself in that in that moment of vulnerability, you know, when you got hurt, when they dropped you in the first round. Yep. And then you you got up, you started smiling. Yeah, like yeah, what, yeah, yeah. What's going through your head there, man? Uh, so at that point, so I got dropped twice in one round and then that's what, so the rules are with King of the Ring is if you get tw dropped twice in one round, then that's, that's right. it. Usually it's three times, but yeah, for the King of the Ring suit, so just because of, you know, yep. obviously you're fighting multiple times in one night and all that jazz. So if you get dropped twice in one round, yeah, then it's all over. So uh, he dropped me in the first one and I didn't even see, I didn't even see it. Mm. <laughs> like It was just so fast. I didn't even see it. I kind of blinked and I missed it. And I was on the ground and I was just like, oh shit. You're just smiling. Like, yeah. I was just like, oh damn, he fucking got me. You know? So, so it was more like what, what I was thinking. I was like, oh damn, he got me. Yeah. But like, I was fine. I was like, yeah, okay, fair enough. You got me. I get up, pick yourself up. You sweet ass. Let's go, go again. And then the second time, yeah, didn't, uh, didn't see that one either. Mm. Didn't see that one either. So it was more, um, yeah, more or less the same as like, mm. yeah, that. I, I think I was thinking, oh, it's over. Mm. Yeah, it's all, it's, all, it's all done. It's all mm. she wrote. It's mm. all she wrote. And then I was all good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yo, He's mate, okay. You, He's okay. You took, it, you took it like a champ. And 
when he, you know, when there was the ending sequence, I was like, fuck, fuck that guy. Like, <laughs> and then I heard him on the mic. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. he's just like Corrin. Yeah. Like, he seems like the bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mike Cuppy, he's an OG. He's yeah. an OG of the sport. So, yeah. yeah. What does a loss like that teach you, bro? So much, dude. So I kind of knew, as I was saying before, I kind of knew that I wasn't, I wasn't going to be taking out the whole competition. Like I just knew in myself that I was just there to learn. I was, I was there to get my mm. reads for the next time. You know, I was just mm. kind of, I was dialing in for the next, for the next opportunity, you know, like, so for me, especially in terms of kickboxing, kickboxing is just the learning phase for me. It's the, um, it's the mock exams, if you will, for the right. bigger picture. Yeah. So I'm, extremely happy to lose i want to lose i'm looking to lose you know mm. so if someone can beat me that's a good thing that means i know that i'm versing people proper people that proper people that are much better than me that are much more experienced and you know much more maybe even more technical and then from those fights i can learn how to be like them or maybe even better for next time you know mm. so kickboxing for me is just um getting those getting those niggles out now so i don't have to do it later down the line and yeah. potentially smaller gloves. Yeah. yeah. That's such mm. a good way to put it, like a mock exam. And I think mm. that's the true expression of being a martial artist is taking, t taking learnings, you know, and yeah, like exactly. having, having a loss on your record, yeah. especially when you're on the come up, that mm -hmm. doesn't, it doesn't define you. And that's no. something which I think in boxing, they do yeah. really poorly. Yeah. It's all about, they, they want to build up that fight. It's yep. a 50 and 0 yeah, like yeah, yeah, Floyd exactly. Mayweather. Yes. Yeah, yeah, someone's yeah, always got to go. Yeah, yeah. For sure. But, I think that's the cool thing with kickboxing and MMA mm -hmm. is it's expected to take losses and their yep. and their learnings. Yep. Well, like you, you kind of you're always going to lose in sports, right? Not well, not just sports, obviously in life too, but especially when you look at it in terms of other sports like rugby or something like. Literally, the All Blacks just lost on the weekend, you know, yeah. and they're on what like they've out of their last seven games, they've lost like four or something like that. Mm. So, as a human, you're always you're meant to lose, you know. So mm. that's just all a part of learning. So. For me, it's just getting, it's those stepping stones to a higher purpose, right? Mm. So I'm just getting my reads now so I don't have to necessarily do them later on in my career and potentially another sport. So yeah, yeah it's, um, it sucks. It definitely sucks. Losing sucks. No one likes to lose, like, but it's all a part of the process mm. and there's no better learning like on the go learning and you learn from losses. So yeah. Yeah, that's a beautiful yeah. take, man. For yourself, who's just fought in the biggest fight promotion in the country, like let that sink in, man. That's mm. fucking cool. Yeah, for little old Aotearoa. If yeah, you look yeah, at the yeah. greats, yes. um, we got the Israel Desanyas, yes. we got the Dan Hookers, yes. um, the Carlos Olbergs who's dude, coming up. Mm -hmm. It is the stepping stone to yes. to make it to that level that when you're when you're reaching the stage. UFC. Yes. What is what's your plan for the next five years? How are you going to get there? Yeah. Well. You kind of just have to take every day as it comes. You set some goals, yeah, brother, yeah. on this podcast. <laughs> beyond the surface, beyond the... Yeah, we're gonna, we'll set <laughs> some goals. Now? Yeah, oh, maybe not, maybe not. <laughs> but um, yeah, next five years, dude, like, it's especially after what happened four weeks ago, like, it's all looking pretty promising. Yep. So a lot of opportunities have arisen and we kind of just have to... I try not to look too ahead in the future just because it, it does get a bit overwhelming mm. some days and I do get a bit overwhelmed with the future just because there are so many opportunities and, and windows to jump on, to pounce on. But um, yeah, obviously the end goals UFC, you know, or the long goal rather is, is UFC but, yeah. um, or MMA and it's just making some, making some money in MMA really. But yeah, um, yeah. 
for for now it's just obviously uh i think once this kind of this podcast uploads oh i've already been doing the move but i'm moving to palmy and Two weeks from now. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah. You tell me on this podcast oh. now. <laughs> did you not know? No. Oh, true. no, you did tell me. Yeah, I thought I yeah. thought you did know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, two weeks from now, I moved to Palmy, which is um, I'll be training at a place and working out at a place called Art of Combat, which is um, Tony Jaggard, the guy that took hey. it out. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, yeah, it's where he's been training for. Uh, I think he's been in there for maybe uh, less than six months. But uh, Jacob Farmer is the the head coach in there, and he's a genius. So. Yeah. I'll just pick his brain for the next year or so. Probably, uh, de- not even probably, definitely do a King of the Ring run with him. Mm. And then from there, I'll probably hang up the um the 10-ounce gloves and then mm. move to... City? M- yeah, do the move to City and then move to the... More towards the MMA side of things is because that's... Yeah, I've this is what... It, MMA's been the goal since I've been seven years old, so... Crazy. Yeah, kickboxing's just the moment in time for me. Yep. Like I've never really thought of myself as a kickboxer. That's just how we do it in New Zealand, you know, for combat sports, that kickboxing's just always kind of been there. So Yeah, I'll do one more year of kickboxing. Hopefully about to take that 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 eight man title and then Yeah, bro. Yeah, do the move to um professional MMA. So yeah. what's but the- all in due time. All yeah. Due- you just gotta be patient about it. Yeah. It's just those, you know, those things where yeah, patience patience mm. it pays off you know so and you look at you know again Israel Adesanya mm. a great a great example who reached the UFC in his late 20s mm. um and was really intentional with why yeah. he did that you know mm. turning down fight camps yep. with other professional fighters who he thought he might um who he thought he might run into it's a yeah it's a marathon not a sprint eh? it is a marathon not a sprint yep and for me especially it's it's a long game yeah 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 where this sport, well, sports in general, the careers aren't long. You know, mm. you you eventually have to hang up the gloves, and where you're taking shots, you know, not just not just on the day and the fight, but training. you know, you're training, sparring, like it all kind of just takes its toll on the body, especially the brain, and the brain can't really handle that for you know, twenty years or so like that, something like that. So I'm just here, where, yeah, MMA especially now that it's it's gone. It's blown up. It's mainstream as mm. it gets. You know, everyone's talking about the UFC. Everyone's talking about the Yadasanyas and the and the Dan Hookers. You know, so it's one of those things where the opportunities are there now, especially for New Zealanders and Kiwis. So yeah. it's just all about jumping on those opportunities. And even though those opportunities are there, you still have to put on the work. Like you know, you might just come up against one of these Dagestani cats and <laughs> <laughs> have your have your whole body melted, bro. If you're Fighting anyone with a beard like that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> fucking run. Alhamdulillah. Some, like, uh, yeah, some Amish beards. Yeah, 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 Dude, yeah. Yeah, crazy. definitely run. Built Maybe different. the other direction. Oh, built different, bro. Those guys. Crazies. Crazies. Um do you do you worry or pay much attention? I'm I'm sure you do, around the sort of tra- trauma, like brain trauma mm, that yes. professional fighting and yes. even on the amateur circuit yes. can bring up with. Yes. What's your what's your perspective and view yeah, on that, bro? It's so hard. It's so hard, especially um Especially just because it doesn't take much with with all the science around concussions now, like yeah. you know, especially in in rugby and stuff, like yeah. it it doesn't it it seems like it doesn't take much, and that's why these careers are so short lived. You know, mm. there's only you only have so much time before you kind of lose your mind a little bit, especially once you kind of <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're taking these massive knockouts and yeah, stuff like yeah, that, yeah. 
Yeah, like for instance, um, Mike Cuppy, who obviously in his final got absolutely oh, that was scary, demo. Man. Yeah, that he was, was out for like scary. you know. Yeah, he was out for more than a minute, and he's fighting another four man this weekend. Is he? Yep. Fuck. So not the smartest move. No, eh? no, it's not. So for me, like I've uh, doctor's orders was four to five, but I've given myself six weeks. Nice. Just for you know, completely no sparring, yeah. just because. Uh, I still kind of want my brain once yeah, I finished bro. up. It's so. a smart approach. Yeah, yeah. So you guys, you got to take concussions very seriously, mm. just because. And like, bro, what I've been experiencing in these last four weeks in terms of mood swings, and pretty much I've been, you know, more or less depression, or maybe it's athletes' mm. depression, but it's been hard, man. Like, and it's all probably from the concussion. Mm. So it's just a shit feeling. It's a bro. shit feeling having a concussion. So I don't know if you've ever had like a proper concussion before, but. No, I got knocked out once playing football. Yeah, right. Um, just hit my head on like some hard grass during yeah. summer. Mm-hmm. Um, but nothing, nothing serious. Mm-hmm. I think a doctor just told me to stay away from screens yeah, for like yeah, yeah. a while. Yes, yeah. and that's exactly what I haven't been doing. So yeah, <laughs> on the old TikTok. It's, yeah, oh, not quite TikTok, but just <laughs> maybe a bit of YouTube's and all that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just so hard to get away from the phone, you know. So. It is. It controls us. Yes. Um. Yes, it does. That, yeah. Fuck. Like I love the journey you're you're on and all of the mm. other boys you know mm. we got we got jack up yes. in auckland Pick ups, jack. um so 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 many of the boys getting into fighting now it's mm. fucking awesome yeah um but especially that, now you've started your little jujitsu journey too yeah, yeah, yeah you've got a bit of a got a bit of a taste for it but a taste I fucking love it it's the most yeah. humbling thing ever like mm-hmm. just being so shit at something yes is like yeah, the best yeah, feeling. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly it's the worst feeling but it it's you know every time you go into the jujitsu class mm-hmm. especially when you're a white belt yep you're learning something new. It's yep. like, what? I can rotate my wrist this way and I can like in, finish a choke. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's like the most technical fucking sport yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, it's just like, it's it's crazy how like you can break it down to the molecular level. Like mm. it's crazy. Like there's just, especially when it's gi, like there's just so many Endless ways a. you can fuck yourself really. And yeah. there's so many ways you can fuck your opponent. Like yeah. all it takes is one wrong grip and then your whole world's over, you know? Right. So- Whereas with no gear, with you can kind of just scramble out of any position, yep. you know. But if you get, if you, you know, if you come against someone that knows how to grip properly and just knows where they're supposed to be, it's all like it's yeah. just it can turn into a completely che- like a chess match. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It's so it's so it's so technical, man. And what I love about it is you can have like twenty kgs on somebody. Yeah. You can you can be you can be rolling you can be rolling with a female who you like mm. you're noticeably stronger than. Yep. But if they if they're like, if they know their shit, they will fuck you up. Yeah, like they will exactly. fuck you up big time. Yes, most definitely. And it's all in the technique. It's mm. all in the technique. Like, and then with the the beautiful thing about jujitsu compared to other sports is, it's a self defense on the sport. Uh, sorry, it's a self defense on the side. So mm. when you do get into proper altercations in life, where you can actually protect yourself because you've studied all of this, you know, studied all of this knowledge just for fun. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, whoa, I can actually do this on the street because I can protect myself on the street. Maybe not necessarily do it for the sake of it, but yeah, I can protect. <laughs> some flying arm yeah, bars yeah, yeah. over Courtney Place, <laughs> hey? Fuck you. Just because someone looked at you wrong. Hey? Yeah. <laughs> but um, like, yeah, if you get into a proper alterca- al- yeah. altercation where you have to defend yourself, yeah, you have that ability to, especially for females. Like, yep. 100%, yeah, like 100%, I'm going to get my daughter into, mm-hmm. into jits. I think just from self-defense, especially being a... 
being a, a if you are a female and you got some fucking creep that's jumping on you, just yep. to flick them and like put them into a triangle. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I reckon mm-hmm. that would actually be such an effective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. Move. Yep. Um, but w- it's all about. The, I feel especially with females in terms of self defense, it's all about the collar grips. You know, yeah, just grip the collars and just yeah, bro. Um, what I was saying earlier though is like w- with all of the boys entering, you know, the martial arts journey, doing kickboxing. Mm-hmm. Um, more kickboxing and, and stuff rather than jits. Yes. Like that 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 is the one thing I do I do worry about is just the the brain the brain trauma. Mm-hmm. Um and so some of the boys have had some big knocks yep. and you just think how many more of them will it, it take, take for yep. you to like do the infamous Joe Rogan, Brendan Sharp yeah, yeah, yeah. intervention mm. and be like, Hey man, is this really worth it? Yeah, exactly. But what what can the sport do? Yeah, it's so hard, man. Especially you look at the UFC where every year you're getting these guys that are necessarily you're getting these athletes that maybe were trying for the NFL or mm. trying for basketball getting into the sport now and they're, they're like absolute savages from from an athletic perspective. And now they're getting a bit of technique where they're getting these crazy techniques. So there's just knockouts galore, right? So yeah. I don't know. What do you do as as Uncle Dana, like yeah. to help with concussions and stuff like that? And like, that's their whole, you know, that's their that's their money maker. Yeah, is the yeah, knockouts, yeah. is yes. the concussion, yeah, yeah, is yeah, the brain for trauma. Sure. For sure, that's how they make their money on the old highlight reel, yeah. seeing Francis and Garnu yeah. like fucking exactly. send somebody to the shadow yeah, realm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe they could put controls in place, like if you're fighting. Well, definitely stand downs. I feel like yeah. Yeah, long stand downs. I think refs could ever play in yeah. it, or maybe if you reach a certain amount of KOs mm, in a year, yeah. like it's like, hey, mate, yeah, 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 maybe reel it in a little bit. Totally. But yeah, it's so hard, man. Just because, especially with concussions, everyone's so different. Everyone reacts to concussions so differently, mm. and it's it's really up to the person, I guess, especially at a more or less yeah pro. That's not totally. That's not necessarily like on mainstream tv like just mm. undercard pros and mm. stuff like that mm. it's um it's one of those things where it's it's really just up mm. to you you know and what do you feel like doing so mm. what has martial arts brought to your life bro oh, how has it changed your bro. life it's well to me like this is yeah martial arts is a lifelong thing especially in terms of jujitsu and all of that like i mean i've been wanting to fight in the cage since i was seven years old you know like yeah everyone was always like what do you want to do when you grow up? Like seven years old, I was like, man, I want to be a cage fighter. Like, where did that come yeah. from? Did you like see no somebody idea, do dude. it? Or? Yeah. So I guess the the earliest memory I have of like cage fighting or MMA was uh, Forrest Griffin versus Stephen Bonner, uh, the first like tough, uh, the Ultimate Fighter finale. So this was like it was way before, uh, sorry, way after it actually had aired or was live. I didn't even know when I watched. I was yeah seven or six or seven, and I was I, I saw it on TV, and I was like, "Whoa, I'm doing this! Crazy. I'm doing this!" And then yeah, like ever since then, I've it's it's all I've been wanting to do as a as a as a career. So I'm just imagining like your teacher, like yeah. all these other kids. Like, I want to no be shit. a doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to be like, <laughs> yeah. like I want to fucking hurt people <laughs> <laughs> in the nicest way possible. Yeah, but like straight up, I'd I'd get in trouble because like there was this one uh, teacher, Miss Maxwell. I think your name was. Shout yeah. Out. Yeah. Shouts Miss Maxwell. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers for your input. Thanks. And she was like, well, she was just trying to help, but like, she was just like, you know, you can't, this isn't, this isn't like an option as a career. Like you can't do this as a career. And I was like, nah, this is what I'm, 
going to be doing. This is, yeah. May, I think it was like maybe like year nine or 10. I was yeah. like, this, I'm going to be an MMA fighter. Like, this is just how it is. Wow. And I'm, I'm just going to train full time. And then she's like, well, no, you can't, you you know, you have to actually make a proper living and how are you going to live when you're like this and that. And I, there's just you a need job. To follow the rat race, yeah, Colin. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I hey, was just like, shit. nah, man, I'm just going to fight. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and a couple of years later, I'm just, obviously, I'm still a fair amount away from that. Still mm. got a bit of time before I was doing the switch to the cage, but. Mm. Stepping stones, mm. stepping stones. Mm. What confidence has martial arts given you? Yeah, it's a buzzy one because I started, I started, I started off with Wing Chun Kung Fu. In Kung Fu, yeah, true. yeah. But Ip Man, have you ever seen the movie Ip Man? Nah. Oh, okay. It's, um, so Ip Man was the uh, a Chinese, yeah, uh, Wing Chun Kung Fu master. He like taught Bruce Lee. He was one of the Bruce Lee's first senseis. So, um, I so I started that when I was like maybe eight, eight yep. or nine, and then. From there, I think I was about 12 when I first started, when I walked into Oliver MMA with Eugene Hinson and started jiu-jitsu and started kickboxing and started MMA. So um, it's always kind of been a part of me. I started, you know, I I started martial arts before I hit puberty. So it's mm. kind of just always been a natural thing to me. Yeah, right. And I grew up with it. I grew up around it. So I've, ne I've never really thought about it that much in terms of what kind of confidence it has brought me. But I mm. guess it has brought me quite mm. a fair amount just because in myself, out of the gym and out of uh out of combat sports in general i'm not really a violent person that's just mm. not the kind of person i am you know so I, I wasn't brought up as a violent person so it was quite interesting yeah when you know I, like i was like brought up by hippies i was brought up by you know like vegans and stuff like that and you know that praise jar every day and mm. stuff like that so mm. uh, and so when i said from quite a young age that damn i want to be an mma fighter like it's like well okay like what are you on about you know yeah. so I've never really been a violent person out of the cage, so it's never really kind of occurred to me to hurt someone unless it's, you know, they're trying to pay me for it. So Yeah, bro. It's um it is it is crazy. I was talking to to Jack, our amazing camera fellow behind the scenes man, when um when you were like showing up when we were yep. prepping for this. I was like, you'll you'll hear Corin speak, you'll sense his energy and his vibe, and you'll never know. You'll mm. never be able to guess that like, mm. you know, you're a fucking savage inside yeah. the ring. Why why are so many like, and there's so many fighters like that where yeah. you just have no idea. It's like they've yeah. got this inner um I don't know I don't know how to how to frame it. Just this inner confidence yeah. or they're just com like comfortable, yes, comfortable in themselves. Comfortable. Yeah. yeah. And that is exactly what it is. They're comfortable in their own skin. Mm. And that's because they train like fucking animals yeah. for, you know, four or five hours a day and then still having to go to work. So you still have to go to work, well, most athletes do anyways. And I guess that in itself is quite humbling. And once you kind of branch out of the gym and into normal life, it's just like, like mm. any altercations you know i can't like bro i'm too tired for that yeah just it's all good bro. It's all yeah good. let's just hug it out let's just we'll just hug it out it's all good do you get like especially now since you know your your image is growing mm. you're building your own profile yes. you've been on national television mm. fucking people up mm -hmm. do you get some people almost putting a hiss on you have you sensed that <sighs> or being a bit it's, too cheeky on the is, piss oh yes and no yes and no i've never had someone take it too far yet yet but Nah, nah, not nah. yet, not yet. But I feel like now because, um, yeah, obviously the name's starting to get a, a bit out there. Everyone's, yeah, in these last four weeks, everyone's been kind of treating me different, mm. which is which is pretty interesting. Mm. Like, everyone, you know, all of a sudden it's just like, I wasn't like, you know, anything really. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, shit, it's. 
but that's all good. It's just how it is, I guess. That's just part of the sport. Take once us you stand it, once you kind of start to get a couple of good wins and such like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can can you take us back to your first ever fight? Mm. How mm. how long were you training before your first fight, and how did the fight pan out? Ah, uh, so jujitsu. I was competing in jujitsu since I was like yes, since I started, which was about twelve years old. But my first kickboxing fight, I think I was fourteen. 14 against you might have been like 15 or 16 yeah yeah so we were both quite young and um yeah i it's hard to remember just because it was quite a long ago and i've had uh, a fair amount of head knocks since, <laughs> since then <laughs> is it not but, something um, that you can remember really clearly like nah, yeah I, I can I'm, I'm picturing it in my head but yeah. Yeah, it's just like uh, any other fight. Obviously, you, you're walking in pretty nervous just because you've never experienced yeah. a fight before and what it's like to be in the ring when people are watching you, you know? Like, it's it's quite a nerve-wracking thing mm. for, for most people. So, yeah, that first time I was just like, and I think I won. Like, so with novices back then, I don't, oh, no, I don't think there was a winner actually. So it was like a, they both quit like, Right. Woo, both yeah, pretty much, yeah. pretty much. But I felt like, you know, I won. Yeah. So he, I think I gave him a, Yeah, I think I gave him a bit of a blood nose and even. So yeah. and then I think after that my second fight wasn't very much long after that. And then um so that was with like 16 ounce gloves and shin pads. Mm. And then when my first amateur fight I was 17 against like this 30 year old. See, that's uh, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Talk so, us through what what that's like being a teenager fighting a grown man yeah it was pretty interesting i was pretty nervous for that fight just just because of that you know he's a, he's a grown-ass man and i'm just this kid <laughs> he's got hair, hair on his balls yeah exactly yeah. and i'm like just kind of getting little bum fluffs mm. like yeah so cracking some eyes yeah 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 pretty much uh so yeah my first kickboxing fight with no shin pads and 10 ounce gloves uh it was pretty interesting i did pretty well like i yeah, pretty much kicked his ass for three rounds. Like, went the distance. I think I got a good standing eight count on him. And then, yeah, it was like, I thought my shins were going to be real sore, like kicking his shins. Mm, so it was but, without shinies? Yeah, first yeah. time with no shin pads. So I thought that was going to be, um, yeah, real sore. But I guess the adrenaline was pumping. And I was like, oh, it's not even that bad. Mm, Keep kicking him. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, and then that was, uh, that was my first kickboxing fight. I was 17. And then my first MMA fight, which was maybe six months later, I was still 17. And uh, that was also against another thirty-something-year-old, and crazy. yeah, that was pretty crazy. That that camp, I trained really hard for that fight, and um, yeah, I got a, I got a, I finished him in the second round. I broke his ribs in the second round, and Fuck. yeah, just pounced on him, which was good. It was a good watch, and it was a good. Um, it was on one of the biggest promos in New Zealand for MMA, which is Shuriken. Shuriken's a really good promo to be on. So, and yeah, I was seventeen and. Kicking some thirty-year-old's ass when it was bro. Like, not yeah. only are you getting your ass beat and your ribs broken, you're losing to a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate! And he'd be like, "What?" So I was supposed to lose that fight. Like, I, you know, he was obviously the favorite. Yeah, he would have been like me. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Guy, I like, think he'd, he'd already debut. had like six fights or something like that. Shit. Yeah, yeah. So and this was my yeah, it was my uh, MMA debut. So it was um, yeah. It's just one of those things where if you know. You, if you know in yourself that you want to win that bad, like you're gonna win, mm. you, and you'll win at any cost. Mm. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how hard it is. You, if you want to win, you can win. Like mm. that's just how it is. And so for me, going into that fight, I knew that 
everyone was kind of doubting me you know like there was a, there was a couple there was a couple instances where i was talking to people with other people people from other gyms and they were like oh yeah i know that guy he's real good and was, you know shit like that and to me i was just like oh yeah whatever like i'm 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 in here i'm in here to do what i do and mm. to be myself mm. so yeah we kind of made the walk and then the first round was a bit of a filling out process and then he actually split my lip at the end of the first, which I don't know if you can kind of. Oh yeah, see it. is that from yeah. that? Yeah, souvenir. Yeah, a bit of a souvenir. It was a head clash. It was a head clash, and um, yeah, he split my lip, and then, uh, right at the end of the first, he um, I like pounced on him just a little bit, and kind of got this little flurry, and I thought the fight was over. I was like, oh shit, the fight's over, and then I looked back, and I was like, because the ref pulled me off, mm. and I was like, oh yo, the fight's over, and mm. then it was the end of the round. I was like, oh, oh okay. fuck, that's all. Here we go. Again. Yeah, 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 and then round two kind of happened. It was a bit of a filling out process and then he like stepped into southpaw i managed to like clinch him up and then knee him in the ribs and then yeah he kind of like went over a little bit and i just followed up boom need him again in the ribs and then the ref yeah stepped in and i was yeah 17 Unreal. fighting a 30 year old i was like well okay Maybe this sports, this. Yeah, yeah i was like oh okay yeah this is this is what it's supposed to supposed to be like yeah so something which i've been thinking and I'd love you to answer this question mm. is are there do you think there are things that fighters experience or, or understand that somebody who doesn't fight mm. will never know most definitely what yeah. are they themselves mm. yeah you meet most fighters that have competed at a professional level for you know x amount of time in terms of athleticism self-development they know themselves like no one else, you know. You, you, there's, you spend so much time battling your own demons, you know, uh, in terms of your running, your training, your eating schedules. Your, you have to be so strict with everything and so strict with yourself, not just in those ones, but with your brain too, you know, with your mind. You have to be like you, you've got to commit to those manifestations in yourself and those manifestations. Um, around the sport, around your life, what it's like in camp. And there's nothing that anyone can take away from you when you're in a camp mode because you're just so zeroed in. And especially when you're at that professional level where you've got nothing, you're focusing on nothing but this fight you're having in mm. six, seven weeks, you know? So mm. I feel, yeah, the biggest part especially for fighters when you meet fighters properly meet fighters especially good fighters that are knockout artists like they <coughs> they know themselves better than anyone you know mm. yeah so just because they spend a lot of time with themselves i guess yeah well maybe that's just me i feel like yeah mm. that's yeah. a good take though because mm. there's yeah, it's, it's just like nothing else eh? stepping yeah. into a cage and Fighting against, yeah. fighting another man. Mm -hmm. I think it's something yep. that so many you people, really, yep. it's in their wildest dreams yes. that they'll ever lace up gloves mm -hmm. and fight somebody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you really got to back yourself, man, because obviously you're always going to have people backing you, you know, no matter mm -hmm. who you are. But if you don't have your own back, you know, what's the, what's yeah. the point of even fighting, really? Yeah, bro. What's, um, what does the, the road look like for an aspiring fighter, you know, on the grind like mm -hmm. yourself? I, I still find that fucking crazy how you can't like it's so hard to make money when you're yeah. first starting, mm -hmm. and even the the local shows yes. around Potidoa, mm -hmm. um, like you, you've headlined so many of them, mm -hmm. and 
Do you get any money from it? I haven't got it. Oh, the only cent I've got is from King of the Ring. So, which was four weeks ago, was the first time ever getting paid. And so, these last five, maybe six fights, yeah, all all main events, you know, and none of them have been paid for. And that's just because promoters don't have the money to put up fighters like that, you know. So, unless you've already kind of made a name for yourself on King of the Ring. You can't really make any money just because. Mate, give them something. Give them a box yeah. of beers. Tell give them like something. Fucking, eh? Something. Yeah. They're, oh, you know, like, oh, we're paying for the title. And it's just like, bro, I don't give a fuck about the title. Give me yeah. something. Yeah, give me, give me a box of beers. Something Mate, 100%. like that. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, and that's why you have this kind of stigma at the moment in New Zealand combat sports is like, someone will fight for, you know, like, you know how you kind of see all these photos of like these guys with like, getting 20 titles all yeah, around right. and it's just yeah. like whoa that's so impressive but yeah. it's like how many times have they defended a title you know yeah they haven't they yeah. haven't defended it it's a trophy mm. it's a trophy belts are trophies in new zealand so like literally even uh so my wkbf title even though yeah um it's not very often in new zealand that people defend their titles right so for me to defend my title against someone so i won the title with that spinning back elbow, mm, and then that was mean, bro. yeah, yeah, that was pretty that. crazy. That was like, <laughs> that was pretty crazy. That was actually. fucking nuts. Yeah. Speaking of which, you know how I was talking about, um, I visualized, yep. King of the Ring, bro. I visualized that. I told, I told my coach, I was like, man, I really feel like I'm gonna get a spinning back elbow on this fight. And then, yeah, I was, he was kind of, cause this uh, with elbow, so he was throwing some elbows. Yep. And he was kind of like doing like a step in and then elbow. Yep. Step in elbow. And he stepped. I was like, what else is he going to throw? I was like, fuck it. Boom. Throw it. Landed. Fight's over. Where, like, where did it oh. hit him? Like, where in the uh, head? Like just, was it temple? Just, yeah. Nah, it was just a bit just a bit behind the ear. Yeah. Just a bit behind the ear. Like, But, yeah, they say that it's, um, you know, more or less, you're not really supposed to hit there. But Muay Thai, like, yeah, mm. no one really cares. Yeah. Do you feel, all the time. like, yeah. when you knock somebody out, does that shot feel so clean you barely feel it? Or do you... Can you feel that? In impact? that instance, yeah, like so. You knew, uh, you turned away, you yeah, turned around straight away. Yeah, like, nah, well, yeah. he dropped on the ground and I was like, yeah, this, this over. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> I was Relatable. trying to be cool. I was trying to be cool about it, but in my head, I was like, holy shit, that just happened. <laughs> I was so like, what holy a feeling. Shit. That must be the most electric feeling. Yeah, ever. it's a pretty good feeling, man. Yeah. It's a pretty good feeling, especially when it's something like just a walk off KO like that. Like, yeah, there's there's not many things that beat that in terms of dopamine, dopamine levels, like. Right, and it's a pretty good feeling. And we've feeling. we've been we've been on some big scenes. We so have indeed. These, we like, have indeed. You know the old northern base. Yes. The old uh, what was the last one? Um, the Mardi Gras. The Mardi Gras. Yes. So countless, countless. So you're saying there's there's no feeling mm -mm. that mm -mm. could replace nah. that. Feeling. If someone, yeah, yeah, there's yeah, truly, truly. So there, there's no better feeling than a referee pulling you off, like straight up, just because you know it's over. You know it's over. When if, if a referee is pulling you off, it's all. Done days, done days. What would you do? If the they, work's done. The if, work's if done. If they turned that into like a pill that you could have, yeah, that'd would, be a crazy pill. Bro. Would you be? Would you be a drug addict? Uh no, because I can just go and do it by myself. Anyways. Do it in person. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah you get it for free. Yeah, yeah. I would be getting it for free. Maybe and you'd get be the drug dealer. Even. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Man, that would. <laughs> that's a. That's an interesting one. Yeah. Would you? Would you invest in that? If there was a pill that made you. That made you feel like you've just become like the UFC. I feel like there are already pills. of the world. I feel like there are already <laughs> pills that make you feel like that. Yeah, to a certain degree. <laughs> to a certain degree. Um, 
Yeah, I'd fucking invest in that. Yeah. If it was legal, <laughs> of course. If it was legal, of course. Of yes. course. Don't need any black market shit yeah, around yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Not on the beyond the surface. No, man. Beyond, su- beyond the surface scandal. <laughs> <laughs> exposed, exposed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, h- how have you seen the sort of fight game change with the rise of social media? Mm. Um, you see, you yep. know, the Con- Conor McGregor yes. sort of paved yes. the way to yep. making a fuck ton of money. Yep. And Floyd Mayweather, it's like the trash talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With the pers- personalities and the brands that you have to almost mold out of yourself. Yes. Are you, yep. like, you're a really smart guy. You, like, you fucking got the Instagram going and everything. Um, do you do you take that in mind? And Yeah. Because you got to build your you brand, you got to build yourself. Right? you yeah. got to build it's, your it's, brand. It's, it's all about brands now. Yeah. You know? Like, so especially where, as we said, like, it's hard to make money in the sport. So what gets views social medias right yep. so having having proper social medias where you are yeah more or less staying active on it more or less just showing who you are like it has to be done and it's not just in combat sports but i feel like just in business in general right mm. like every kind of business more or less has a social media mm. so if they're building that business with in their brand it could be anything building business uh you know beyond the surface like Anything you kind of you have to build you your need brand. Those smarts yeah, now, yeah, yeah. You gotta you gotta get those views. You gotta right. get those views. And unfortunately, it sucks to say it, but that's that's in this day and age, that's what matters. Especially when you look at um the likes of the UFC and stuff mm. like that. All they care about is how many pay per views are you selling. You know, mm. so and yeah. So I think it's definitely changed a lot from what it was ten years ago. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah, you have. It has to be done. It has to be done, especially if you want to make some money off it. Yeah. Like, mm. So, like, if you were going to trash talk me right now, yeah. Like, we're at a press conference. <laughs> what are you saying oh, to me? Oh, dude, you're calling me out like that, bro. Oh, what are you going to say? No, don't do me like this. No, I'm going to fuck don't. you up in this fight. <laughs> Red panty night, baby. Oh no, make my money. Make my money, Noah. Sell the fight, Noah. Sell the fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nah, like, it's, yeah. Have, have you got that? Have you got that sort of? Have I got that energy? I don't know if I have that energy in me. Like, I feel like somebody feel, else brought that energy yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, press conferences are press conferences. Mm. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to say something now and then like 10 years down the road when I am in a press conference, like I'm completely opposite, you know, I've like yeah. sold, I've sold my soul to the, <laughs> I've sold my soul to the brands and, you know, so, yeah, but yeah, yeah. nah, I feel like I'd be pretty chill yeah. in those like, yeah, cool, calm and collected. Yeah, it's all about the one-liners, eh? It's all about the one-liners yeah. in the press conference. I feel like you need to have that. You need to talk shit if you mm. want to make like really good money. Unfortunately you do. Yeah. That's just I mean, how, at the how end of the day is. you're fighting. Yeah. At mm. the end of the day you still have to fight, but mm. Yeah, if you want to make some money, you kind of have to. Mm. You, you got to promo the fights. Mm. You got to promo the fights. And like everybody has brands now, eh? It's not. Mm. It's not just businesses. It's if, like if you think of everybody's. Instagram, I suppose you're right. Yeah, 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 like yeah. That, They're all brands now. They're yeah, brands. Yeah, yeah. It's like mm. you actually take consideration on what you're posting on there, what you're not posting on there, how your photos look, mm. Um, mm. what might be like the style of your layout on the Instagram yes. if you're that like yep. yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. about mm-hmm. it. But everybody mm-hmm. is a brand. Yeah. Well. What are brands? Brands are just people, I guess. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. We're going deep. Whoa. We're going Be on the bands. surface going deep. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was also keen to talk to you about mental health. Yes. And what you do to look after your own mental mm, well-being. Yes. So, interestingly enough, yeah, it's been especially from the last four weeks my mind has been going into some pretty interesting places that mm. I've not necessarily been in before. 
while that I've been in since I was quite young, you know, 15, 16, where everyone kind of goes through those kind of stages anyways, yeah. as being a teenager and being into coming into coming into age and coming into who you are. So being back in that place, being back in that hole has been pretty interesting just just because it's one of those ones where I feel like in myself it was just I've kind of gotten over it, but it's one of those ones where it's just a bit of athlete's depression, you know, mm. now that what is athlete's spe- depression? So uh, it is a- athlete's depression is quite interesting just because it affects everyone so differently, but uh, especially in terms of um what kind of sports you're doing, but it is quite common in combat sports just because it's so, you know, you train for eight weeks straight, hard training, like you push your body to complete limits that you mm. don't even know that you've mm. been able to do, you know? So, and then it's just, you know, twice a day, every day, three times a day on top of work too, having a yeah strict routine, showing up every day and you have to perform, you know? So, and then all of a sudden, you do nothing, you know, you, the camp's over, you're finished, mm. you, you know, you're kind of resting. Well, in my, like in myself, I've kind of have that three week, four week stint of doing absolutely nothing, you know, so eating like shit, mm. you know? Yeah. So uh, for me, these four weeks have been, I've been in a, in a bit of a hole these last four weeks, you know, so mm. obviously coming to the end of it now. So what I feel that comes down to in terms of athletes, depression is routine and breaking that routine, you know? So, once you kind of break that routine of being so physical and being so active 24 seven and then going from everyday training to absolutely nothing, mm. absolutely zilch resting, eating like shit, you know, it's, uh, it takes its toll on the body and you don't even realize it. You don't even realize it, especially with the concussion too, you know, um, all of a sudden you're on top of the world and then mm. a few seconds later, you know, you just want to like, just hurt something, you know, yeah, and I've yeah, never yeah, really yeah. kind of been like, yes, I do compete in a violent sport, but I've never really been a violent person out of the ring. So for me, I think it's just staying on routine, mm. staying in routine. So now that I've kind of got a more or less a routine back, it's um, my mental health has kind of leveled out a little bit. But yeah, what I do in terms of mental health and exercises is a lot of mindfulness, like a lot of meditation. Like meditation is probably, yeah, the thing that saved me in these last four weeks just mm. because it helps you clear your mind and um, being able to accept those thoughts as what they are rather than just letting them take your brain, you know? Mm. And then kind of just being able to put them aside and manage them but not have them fully in mm. in your road, you know? so. Which is a hard thing to do, and not everyone has the ability to do that. So I was kind of blessed in the sort of I was brought up around mindfulness. You know, I was brought up around people being able to teach me what it was to be mindful and you know how to meditate correctly. So, mm. who taught you yeah. that? Um, lots of people in my life. Yeah. So I, yeah, as I said before, I was kind of brought up by hippies. So. Yeah, as I'm sure you more or less were too. Yeah, bro, absolutely. I was at like bloody river festivals yes. up in like living and shit. Yeah. Yes, dude. All my yes. mum's mates had like bells on their yeah, face. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Drawing chalk drawings on the pavement. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So, yeah, I was, uh, um, yeah, but for the most part, it was my nan that, my nan that taught me um, most of my mindfulness and mm. obviously my mum and other friends too. But 
Yeah, it's an interesting subject, the old mental health, because everyone's everyone suffers from it, man. And mm. your own worst enemy is yourself. Mm. Or you know, or it's your best friend, but it just depends on the day. Yeah, right. <laughs> it really depends on the day. So Yeah. One hundred percent. Um, is that something as you like build your build your brand and you know, your identity and profile mm. as an athlete that you'll be, you know, continue to be um vocal on? Mm. I think it has to be, man. Especially with well with the last generation or our parents you know it wasn't it wasn't vocal on at all no one talked about mental health at all and so it's just one of those things just like the science of concussions like everything you know it's it's growth and it's just one of those things that has to be talked about there's nothing Mm. better than having someone close to you sorry rather there's nothing better than saying how you feel to someone close to you than Mm. someone that can understand right so Mm. it's just being able to accept that it's not like it's not a being able to accept that they're not going to judge you Mm. for what how you feel you know so it's all about just being open with someone that's close to you yeah i feel yeah it was really interesting. One of my, I think the third guest I had on the podcast was Jahan Kasnada. Yep, yep, yep. And he's a TV journalist. Um, and more recently, he's written a book about his sort of journey and experience battling with mental health and his yes. own demons. Yep. And because he comes from this sort of storytelling background, mm. being a journo, he his the way he's navigated the space of mental health is he believes, you know, there's stories that we tell each other every morning when we wake up. Um, and you know, yeah. you, 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 there's a, there's a narrative that you play in your yeah. head around who you are, the connections mm. that you have. It's that little demon inside of you that's yeah. like, "Fuck, you look like shit today," yes. or yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. "Why are you being so fucking lazy yeah, lately, yeah, Noah?" It's 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 all of those things. Or you should have done better at that yes. training. Or you yeah, should have yeah, like, yeah, yeah, why yeah, did yeah, you yeah, make yeah. that comment at yeah, work? Yeah, yeah. So his whole concept is if you change, if you cha- if you learn to change that narrative and that that voice inside mm. of your head, mm. um, that's where you can start to see some benefits. Yeah. But I also love the the Māori um, concepts, you know, of the four walls. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where you've got, you know, your spiritual health, yep. you've got your physical, you've yep. got your mental. Yep. Um, did I say spiritual? And like yep. family and... Um, yeah, and your family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that just makes perfect sense, right? Yes. You've got to build up that foundation. And if mm-hmm. something's missing, yep. the house isn't going to stand up. Down. It all mm-hmm. tumbles down. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And yep, that's exactly, he nailed it on the head. Like, yeah, it's all about your narrative Mm. and being able to not necessarily control that narrative, control that voice in the head because you can't, like, you're never going to be able to turn those voices off for anyone. Like everyone gets Mm. those thoughts in their head, you know? Mm. So it's more just being able to accept that they are there and put them to the side. Yeah. And that's a hard thing to do. That's a hard thing to do, especially when you are waking up in a state where, yeah, like you say, oh, man, you were just so fucking lazy yesterday. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. You ate way too much yesterday, you fat fuck. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. Maybe, that- <laughs> Maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just me. But um, yeah, it's that. Um, And that's what comes down to mindfulness mm. is mm. accepting that those feelings are there and just letting them be. Mm. Without them having to interact with you, yeah, with your, with your true self, yeah. Know, so, I think it's also like you've got meditation, which you rely on, and that's something which you can rely mm-hmm. on to mm-hmm. to get you through through hard things. as a consistent and constant thing yep. in your life. Mm-hmm. I think people 
and I'm no mental health expert, but this is something that which I'm learning with age is you've got to find You've got to find what those things are. What are those avenues that make you happy, that make you feel mm, better? Is yeah. it going on a five-minute walk yeah, after yep. you know after work? Yes. Is it seeing seeing your son, seeing yes. your daughter? Yes. Is it hanging out with your family yeah, or yeah, seeing yeah. your friends? Mm-hmm. Like everybody's got something which gives them some sort of joy mm, um, and can yep. reset them. But I just think so many people don't know what that is yet. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of it, what can what it can come down to is like for me when. I'm not hydrated. My that's like when I'm most susceptible to the demons of like yeah, controlling my mind, right. you know. So when I'm not like yeah, so if if I kind of feel myself starting to think a bit negative, especially at work, I'll just be like, man, fuck, like mm. just angry for no reason or frustrated, or just be like, man, maybe I'm just a bit dehydrated. Have a couple of sips and I'll be like, oh shit, mm. man, I just I was just I just needed some water. I was just a bit thirsty. Yeah, bro. And then obviously other times it's not to that extent. Yeah. But what can help is definitely physical activity, right? Hundred percent. Yeah. So it's and it can is it can be easy as just literally going for a walk or yeah, yeah, or definitely running mm. or even like saunas. I don't know if you've mm. much of a sauna partaker, but you always feel better after a sauna. Like yeah, no matter yeah, yeah. no matter what kind of mood you're in, you always feel better after a sauna, and you always sleep really good after a sauna mm. too. So yeah, definitely. Uh, the local pool always has a good sauna, so get amongst the sauna. You're get a local the in the old uh, Carpe Yeah, Lano. most definitely, most definitely. I fucking love that place. I love that place. Yeah, you can get some characters coming in the sauna, but um, for the most part, that you they do you talk to them good. or is yeah, it just like yeah. you just stare at them? Oh, it depends what kind of mood you're in, I guess. But um, yeah, there's there's some interesting chat some days at the yeah. sauna, but it's mainly just yeah, just people getting along with their life. Yeah, they they need to sweat it out of some sorts, and it's just um. There's a good little community down there. Yeah. yeah it's fun times. It's fun I, times. I totally think like social media has a massive role to play in, I guess, the mental health crisis that we're seeing at the moment. Like yep. there's that, 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 good, that good quote, that famous one, don't know who, who said it, but um, comparison, is, comparison is the thief of joy. So when you're yes. comparing yourself to other people, whether it's you know, your job or your status or where you are in life, mm-hmm. you won't see the good in what you already have. Yes. You'll be, you know, comparing yourself next to fucking, yeah. you know, Kim Kardashian yeah. or whoever it is. Yeah, exactly. I, and I think social media is the the, the window mm. where you make those comparisons across everything. Yep. Yeah, especially for those next generations that have mm. been growing up with social media. Dude, much I worry about it for yeah, my daughter. Yeah, for your daughter. Like, it's, yeah, um, man. Like, when's the right age to get a phone? Yeah. That's something I've been juggling with. Yeah. It's like, when, when you get a phone, you never don't have a phone again. Yeah, exactly. You have that for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and just the amount of bullying and shit on there. But mm. at the same time, like an amazing way to be connected with yeah. you know, family. And there's so many pros and pros to it. There's a really cool new social media app. Don't know if you heard of it. It's called like uh, Be Real. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. Be Real. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that, I don't, I don't know, it might just mean that you're on social media a lot more. But I'm, I'm not on it myself. But I've seen people who are. And the whole idea is, you know, it's like, just be real. Like, yes. take a photo of you right yeah, now yeah, yeah, at 5.24 yeah. on a Monday yeah, yeah. Um, and post it. It's mm, like, mm-hmm. fuck the filters. Yeah. Just be you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Be real. That sounds like an advertisement for yeah. be real. <laughs> right? And the next sponsor for the podcast. <laughs> and a sponsor break, be real. <laughs> Straight up, though, if anyone wants to sponsor the potty. Yeah, yeah. Spates. Yeah. Uh, spates. Ultra low. <clears throat> ultra low carb spates. Oh, delicious. Delicious, the best succulent drink you ever drink. Yeah, still got to pay for it though, unfortunately. Spates. 
correct. I think it would be a good business proposition. Yeah, it's like, like it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense, especially with like all the social media that's going on right now. And like beyond 100%. the surface, it's getting it's starting to it's starting to pop off. A bit, Mate, you know, after so. we release this episode with Corin, it's just gonna fucking <laughs> skyrocket. Here we go. We'll see. We'll see. Let's go. But um, yeah, like nah, surely spades. Surely do, spades. Do you believe in aliens? Do I believe in aliens? How can you not? With all the shit that's coming out, dude, mm. all these little, like, all these things, like, obviously, it must have been about last year when they started dropping all these videos, eh? the CIA and whatever, whoever it was, NSA or whatever the fuck it was, dropping yeah. all these videos. Yeah. And they're like, whoa, it's getting kind of scary. And they're like, it's not us. But why well, is it? Why would they release that, though? What's exactly. the point? Like, especially, especially when it was... You know, in the mix of the pandemic, like yeah, why well, they trying to like yeah. smoke screen for something mm, else? Or what about? Did you see that? Um, there was that footage of that. Me- oh, uh, was it a meteor or was it like a comet? And you see Yeah, yeah, it was like that big explosion. Eh? Yeah. that was pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, I know. Was what it a meteor? Re- was it a meteor? Who knows, Maybe it was man. a pathway to the next dimension. You think so? I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, but- imagine seeing that live though. That would have been crazy. Yeah, yeah. I reckon for a moment you'd think that we're going to die. You'd be like, that's the fucking meteor that's going to Yeah, end imagine Earth. not knowing. Like, yeah. but before, imagine like, you know, 15th century and seeing the exact same thing. Oh, dude, seeing a shooting star. You'd think that, you'd be like, yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you'd think that it's the, it's the apocalypse, right? What do you think aliens would do if they came, if they came down here? I feel I if reckon, they came down here, yeah. that'd be pretty peaceful. I feel like that'd be pretty cool. Oh, I don't know. And then I reckon we'll try and fuck them up. Yeah. Okay. 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 Well, how about we switch it? What if we found a planet like mm. in, uh, I don't know, to 200 years now yeah. from the future, yeah, we yeah, find yeah. a planet yeah. and there's like cavemen yeah. on there. What would we do? Would we watch or would we interfere? I reckon we'll colonize the fuck out of it. We'll take all of their resources like that's just the would be horrible. What man. are their resources though? They're cavemen. Don't like, have some like alien stones or something. Yeah. Like <laughs> who knows? Or would farm them? Like yeah. Oh, what if we started farming them, dude? If you think about what we do to animals, yeah. if you think about a cow, right, mm, for the dairy industry, yep. We impregnate a cow for like seven or five seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, we take away its babies mm-hmm. from the day they're born. Yep. The mother starts grieving yes. and now it's lactating and we steal its calves' milk mm-hmm. and we consume it for ourselves. Or so that it can be fully stocked in a supermarket, right? Like just because it, the, the shelves in a supermarket, they have to be stocked. That's right. They have to be stocked. What happens if they're not stocked? That's right. Oh my God, it's chaos. It's chaos if they're not stocked, right? Yeah. And it's all because of that. Yeah. Yeah, it is. See, what, what, why wouldn't an alien farm us? What if they already are farming us? Oh, maybe a, not. Like how? Not. I don't know. Without exactly. Time? Yeah. Like, without time. They've set the structure yeah. for us to work. Yeah. And yeah. they like, they get some benefit out of like us. I don't know. Oh, they get a bit of a dopamine hit off all the work that they do. Yeah. Or what if they're just, they're just filming us. It's like their own reality TV show. Fuck some big brother stuff. Yeah. 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 What's that? The Truman show. Oh, really? Is that what that's based off? Oh, no, it's not. Truman shows where... Jim Carrey finds out that there's like a camera crew following him. Oh, and his yeah, whole life is like a reality yeah, TV show. Yeah, right, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, that, and that's Earth. Yeah. Alien. What would its name be? Dude, it'd, it'd just be, be Earth. I reckon we'll find, like, in our lifetime for sure, we'll see some massive development in, like, life beyond Earth. Mars, bro. 
You want to go to Mars? Mars. I don't know if I'd do it. Like, there's not much on Mars, bro. Nah. Like, okay. You'd have to build your own colony, bro. It would be a good ego stroke to be like the first Damn, person bro. to go to Mars. Yeah. You'd be immortalized. I mean, it's a one-way trip. It's a one-way trip. Yeah, one-way trip. You're coming back. Like, and you, you're living in a desert. Do you want to really live in a desert? No, not really. No. Not really. And like, what, what's the run I mean, over like, there like? Yeah. Are you in like first class or an economy? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, there's not really much oxygen on Mars either. No, nah, you probably have to live in like some industrial yeah. like warehouse. Mm. Did they really think this through? I don't think they've thought this through, eh? Nah, I think Elon's fucked it. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, I heard that he was like trying to um, get out of the deal with Twitter. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was. He was. Yeah. Uh, okay, guys. I'm sorry, but I don't really want it anymore. <laughs> he backs out. It's like the yeah. biggest news story of fucking ever. And he's just like, ah, uh, just a bit like of a it. psych. I reckon if I was a billionaire, mm. I would. I'll do some like. Uh, you imagine how? Imagine what you could do if like money isn't an issue at all. I'll just do some real weird shit. Like I read. Like this what th- kind of weird shit are we talking about? Like bro? okay, I'm I'm at a restaurant. And I met like a, I met like Charlie Noble at some like really high end restaurant, and I just keep what, like ordering a, like a pizza restaurant. Nah, probably okay. like some Italian restaurant. Oh, okay. And I so- just keep ordering like a glass of milk to like a table, and the way like I'm just like, oh yeah, cool. Get get them a glass of milk. You know, the table <laughs> over there in the corner, and then the waiter would be like, here's a glass of milk, and the people on the table would be like, why the fuck? Have, where this piece of milk come from? <laughs> And then the waiter would come back and be like, do you want anything more for our dinner yeah, menu? Yeah, I'd be like, send him two more glasses of milk. And he'd be like, no, sir, I can't do that. And I'd pay him like 50 bucks. I'd pay him to keep doing <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I'd just yeah. do random shit like that yeah, all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'd just fuck with people's lives. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. What would you do? If I was a billionaire, bro, I'd probably just caravan the world, to be honest. It's so wholesome. Yeah, to right. be honest. I was just talking about like giving bus <laughs> You're like, I want to find my soul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's go see the world, bro. I, yeah, I definitely, I feel like if I was a billionaire, I'd probably just caravan the world. Mm. Especially in places, yeah, just go see like mm. all different countries and shit like that. You don't have to worry about like, you know, especially I feel the reason you are caravaning is because that's like the cheapest way to go yeah. see the world. Eh? But like you can do it the cheapest way, but still not have to worry about mm. like running out of money, you know? Mm. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, we got some sort of quick fire questions before oh, we wrap this thing up. Yes. Um, and we'll end on a, we'll end on a bit of a quote as well. Uh, uh Corin, what is yes. the meaning of life? Life is food. Nice. Food is good. Nice. I like that one. Uh, what brings you true happiness and joy? There's a lot of things. Mainly, wholesome yep. conversations with my friends. Mm. Cheers, brother. One month of the northern base gastro bug, or you feel dusty for six months of the year? <sighs> one month. So you have one month yep. of, you know what we all call that northern yes. base yes. bug. Gastro. Terrible. Terrible. It's coming out of your mouth. It's coming out of your mouth. Like it's, yes. it's, it's, Both ends. Yeah. Both ends. Or you just feel like you're hungover for six yes. months. Yeah, yeah. Bit of a one month, six months. I'm going to have to take the one month. The one month, get yeah. over and done with. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Advice you wish you knew about when you were younger? Taxes. How to pay them? Not the hard way though, so it's okay. What does legacy mean to you? Legacy means to me, so they can remember the name. Mm. What do you believe is the main thing that is holding back young people in New Zealand? Vapes. Vapes. <laughs> so true. Mm-hmm. So good. Gets everyone. 
Okay, Mate, that peach ice flavor. Mm. Oh. That's a terrible contraption, eh? Mm. Yeah. It gets everyone too. It gets yeah. everyone. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's a really good answer. I love how much time you spend thinking about them as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we'll, we'll end on this quote, and I've written this, written this down as a mysterious current Instagram quote. <laughs> I saw what you posted on the gram the other day. I don't know who the fuck wrote it, but you shared it, and it sounded pretty cool. Um, the most convincing sign that someone is truly living their best life mm. is their lack of desire to show the world mm. that they're living their best life. Yeah. Your best life won't seek validation. Yes. Cheer, brother. Praise Jah. Thank you very much for having me, Noah. Love you, man. I love you too, brother. <laughs>